Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. I am really pleased to be back with you this week. At the weekend we had the Connective Parenting Conference and wow, it was amazing. Two fantastic days full of learning, ideas and sharing and it was just brilliant. The feedback we've had from those who attended, parents, carers, professionals, has been phenomenal all saying how informative it was, how engaging it was, how much they've learned. And interestingly, I had some emails kind of saying, do you know, even the sessions I didn't think would be right for me, I took something away from and I really, you know, I benefited from. And that for me is the beauty of this conference. Sometimes we think, oh, I don't need to learn about whatever, you know, a particular topic. So we wouldn't go to a training on it. But at the conference, you get that tiny bit of information about it or a short presentation, you know, hour long workshop, and you come away with new information. And sometimes you can think, ah, actually, I really need to think about this a bit more detail. I hadn't really registered what it was about or maybe what it, how it could help me. So it was fantastic. And I'll be honest, I was quite tired after the two days, but it was brilliant and I really, really did enjoy it. So today in this episode, I wanted to share just a few of my kind of top takeaways, I think, from the two days, because I I always learn something from every workshop, even ones, you know, even the people I work with closely, I still listen to them talking and I will hear something slightly differently. I'll hear it with a different thought or idea in mind or from a different kind of mindset place on that day. And it's just fascinating how much you pick up and how much we can think about and and use. And this year's conference had a theme of kind of connection with ourselves and with our children. And so much of what we were talking about would be relevant for us as adults, but also for our children. And that's what I loved. And we talked about um, nutrition and how we can, with lovely Karen Newby from Karen Newby Nutrition, And she was talking about how different foods can help us with our moods and, you know, kind of helping us calm and feeding our brain. And I thought, well, I don't know about you, but I know some days I could really do with some foods to help calm my mood down or change my mood. So it was really interesting thinking about how we can make sure that we're eating the right things to help us as an individual, as well as to help our child. And that's so powerful, isn't it? Something relatively simple. Um, But also, you know, if you have a child who loves beige food and will only eat beige you know there's ways of helping them with that and thinking about how we can get them eating more maybe just putting sample things in the middle of the table they can pick out if they want to maybe giving them a multivitamin if that's right to help them but not stressing about it and not getting really anxious because that's just going to put issues in around food which obviously isn't brilliant and she was also talking about the, um, the brain gut kind of connection and the vagus nerve. And I'm sure some of you listening to this will know how important our vagus nerve is in terms of regulating our whole systems. And I think it was fascinating how she was talking about different foods and how they can help actually with that side of things, because we don't always think about that. Well, maybe that's just me. I don't always think about that. And and leading on from that, we had a fabulous session uh, with Pam Burroughs. And again, she was talking about releasing stress. And again, the vagus nerve came up, this kind of thread throughout several of the workshops about you know how it helps us to rest, it helps us to digest. And when we are stressed, it doesn't work so well. 
So we need to be thinking, how can we de-stress? And she took us through some fantastic exercises that I love, that I'm still doing, um, to really help us think about, you know, how can we be de-stressing in a way that works for us and our children, but doesn't take hours and hours of our day because none of us need that, do we? We then moved into a session with Lauren Peacock from Little Sleep Stars, talking all about kind of sleep and anxiety, whether, you know, whatever the cause of the anxiety, how we can help our children. And there's a real kind of link between obviously sleep challenges, anxiety, low self-esteem, irritability, those types of things. I know when I'm tired, but I'm not sleeping well, but maybe I'm stressed about something or worrying about something. I am more irritable because I'm tired. And then, of course, I get overly tired, so I don't sleep so well, and the anxiety kicks in, and it becomes a very vicious cycle, doesn't it? Um, and so she shared some brilliant ideas to help us um, and, and with that. And I think, you know, when we're thinking about sleep and eating and stress, it's all so interlinked. And if we can kind of focus on one area and help release one area and find solutions, then that feeds into the others and gives us a bit more space to be able to think, okay, we're starting to work on the sleep and that's getting better. So now we can maybe think about the food because we're all in a better place to do it. And I think that's what's so important. Or start with the stress. Start releasing your own stress levels and letting those go so that we're in a better place to help our children. And and I think it all, you know, it just it just flows so so importantly, doesn't it, for all of us to think about where do I need to start for me as an individual? Um, and then when I'm doing that, what, what one area can I start focusing on and take a little bit of it, really thinking about thinking about baskets, prioritizing where you need to put your focus and your energy so that you can start to move things forward. We had a brilliant session um, with Emma Connor from Your Space Therapies talking about good enough parenting. And this was such a powerful session. And again, it fits in with kind of everything we were talking around about stress as well, because actually if we are stressing ourselves out, trying to be the best parent we can be every step of the way, then that's putting a huge amount of pressure on us. And I know I am not the perfect parent. Nowhere near. I don't always do things in the way I know they should be done or I want to do them or in the best way possible because I'm human. Because sometimes I'm tired, because sometimes I'm not feeling well. Sometimes my son has just pressed my buttons and I've lost the plot, quite frankly. And, you know, all of these things really connect in. And she did such a beautiful session helping us think about how a good enough parent is, you know, is good. That It's not about being perfect. And I think that's, you know, it's such an important thing to be thinking about and how we can do things to release our happy hormones to de-stress us and those things which yeah is really important and the importance of empathy uh, which is something that you know I really do believe in but I think empathy is so so important in terms of connecting with our children helping them understand that they're not alone that we understand them that we're there for them and when we're doing that that's what our children need that's what our children need so that was hugely powerful and and leading on kind of from that well actually it happened before but a part of that we had Alison Neal from Midlands Occupational Therapy talking about interoception which is so fascinating it's I think quite a new area for occupational therapists um and it, it really is kind of the feelings and how our brain detects and interprets them 
which is really interesting. And it's an area I certainly want to go and learn about more and understand in more depth because it has such an impact on our responses to things. If we are overfeeling things, if we are, you know, we're making a feeling too big, that's obviously going to impact on us. If we're making it too small, you know, we're not noticing a feeling and that could be a feeling like needing to go to the toilet and just not noticing it until it's right at the last minute. And then you have to run really, really fast to the toilet and hopefully get there in time. And I'm sure some of you have got children who are doing exactly that. And maybe it's because they're not feeling the feeling that they need to go to the toilet until right at the last minute. Alternatively, they could be having feelings that are way too big. You know, they could graze their knee and the pain feels so much larger than a grazed knee. So they're kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, And you can distort feelings. And, you know, if our children can't understand their emotions, we can't expect them to respond differently. And I talk about this a lot when I'm talking about deferred conversations. And if we want to help our children learn their feelings, understand their feelings and learn how they can respond to them differently. We have to make sure they can actually feel their feelings, that they recognise their feelings, that they recognise the signals from their bodies. Because if they're not, we can't ask them to change their behaviour. It's just not possible. They can't do it. And we're asking them to do something that they don't have the skills and the ability to do. So we have to go right back to this very level, early level. And I think for me, this is where this kind of interception is so important for us to kind of understand and get our heads around because it makes a huge, huge difference. We also had um, Beth Morton from the uh, Speech and Language Garden talking to us about how we can respond, how we can help them to communicate, games we can play to grow their language skills and their uh, their communication skills um, and that was fascinating and she introduced us to some amazing games which are lots and lots of fun um, and things we can all do with our children whatever their age because they can be adapted to meet their communication level um, and, and their kind of understanding and ability to communicate so that was really good fun. I did a session on lying and stealing and making sure that we're looking at kind of what's sitting underneath that and the underlying reasons for it, which goes back to that kind of idea, I suppose, of interception and all the other things we've been talking about. That if they are trying to, if they're lying, for example, to ignore a feeling, how can we possibly expect them to do it differently if we're not helping them with the underlying cause of that? Um, so I talked about that and I also um, ran a webinar on siblings and how, you know, we can kind of manage sibling struggles and do things a bit differently. So I hope that was useful. And I know certainly from some feedback I've had, parents have already put in place some of the strategies I suggested on that workshop and are already starting to see little changes. Obviously, it's not stopping it all. We wouldn't expect it to um, straight away, but it is starting to help them reframe what they're seeing going on between their siblings and at times kind of thinking, ah, I wonder if, and and putting different things in place, which is stopping things from escalating. And if we can do that in line with everything we learned to all of the other workshops, then wow, what a change we can start making within our families. The final workshop was um, with Simon Richter, an SEN consultant, who is fantastic. His knowledge and skills are amazing. And he was talking about kind of how we can work with schools, what we can expect from schools. And I think that's hugely important because, 
if we understand how schools work, it makes it a little bit easier for us sometimes to get what we need um, or to find out which is the right school, actually, or which is the, the not the not right school. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Um, when we're maybe looking for secondary schools and that kind of thing. So that was a hugely powerful um, workshop as well. And I know lots of parents have found that and all of the workshops um, very, very helpful. And as I said, the feedback from the two days has been amazing. And I know that I've been really buzzing after it. I love it. It's an awful lot of work that goes into running those two days for, you know, five or six months beforehand, getting everything in place. Uh, And there are definitely times when I wonder whether it's worth it. Um, But the feedback afterwards always, and actually during it, I love it. I love it when we're running it. Um, And the feedback afterwards always makes me realise that it is totally worthwhile. Um, so I just thought I wanted to share my kind of top tips or the top things I've come away with, um, this time to hopefully help you as a parent. The, um, after lots of requests, we have kept ticket sales open. Um, so if you want to, you can purchase the, um, recordings. They're on the website. So you can go onto the website. We'll also put the purchase link in the show notes, um, for this episode. Um, I don't normally do that, but obviously because it was online this year and we've been able to record it, we've been able to do that. Um, and as I say, I had a number of requests, which is um, what made me do it. To be honest, I wasn't planning on doing it, but I had a number of people message me and say, please. Um, so we've absolutely done that. Alternatively, if you've been thinking about joining the Connected Parenting Hub, all of the workshops are available as part of the Hub membership. So if you're thinking about jumping in, now might be the time. Um, so yeah, so that was it for this week. I hope that's kind of shared uh some of the some of the things I came away from the conference with and, and given you some ideas to, to spark you off in in different areas and whatever's relevant to you. As I said it was a fabulous two days and I look forward to running it next year. Um it's gonna be once a year moving forward, um and I'm really, really looking forward to running it next year. So that is all for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. I hope you are well. As I said, I'm always around as ever to help. If you've got any questions, come and join us in the free group. Or if you want kind of more individual specific help, then come and um, grab me in the Connective Parenting Hub is the best place to get lots of support and help. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Bye. <laughs>